Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, hey, welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star. Become a diehard. Go phnx.com. Pick up a free hat and or shirt every single year. You are a diehard. What's up, folks? What's up, my guy Chase in the chat? I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bo Brock. It's a celebratory day. Pro Bowl bids, baby. They're out. It means a lot, shouldn't it? Buda Baker headed to his sixth Pro Bowl berth. Well, Brock, how do you feel about that? What do you think? We know that the, the Pro Bowl, I mean, take it with a grain of salt as far as how these selections are made. A lot of it is based off, you know, career achievements instead of like, what have you done for me lately? Hardly based on, you know, how your statistics stack up against maybe more worthy players. But Buda Baker has earned it as far as the reputation that he's created for himself throughout his you know, just legit career since the Arizona Cardinals traded up in the second round to get Buda Baker. And, you know, he starts starring on special teams and then makes a weight and carves a rollout for himself uh, at the safety position. And now he's going to his sixth Pro Bowl. He's only behind Pat Pete, who had seven. Uh, really an impressive wow. run here by Buda Baker. And it's, it's deserved. I, I don't care, you know, if you can pit his statistics against Antoine Winfield Jr. and his dad's crying on Instagram. And then you look at, you know, even in his own safety room, there's probably a guy statistically and in, in playing at a higher level that is is more well-deserving. But, like, you understand it, right? Because we've seen this. Like, Larry Fitzgerald got this benefit of the doubt as well. Like, Larry Fitz's numbers weren't that of some of the top receivers in the league. But it felt like each and every end of December, early January, when Pro Bowl selections went out, Larry Fitzgerald was a part of it. I'm not going to apologize at any point when Cardinal fans – vote a player in when so few Cardinals get in historically anyway, like mm-hmm. I'm going to celebrate that. So I, you know, I tweeted yesterday, I thought Jalen Thompson unequivocally got snubbed. He's my MVP for this season for the Cardinals, certainly defensive MVP, but I'm not going to poo poo Buda Baker's bid to go to the pro bowl. Having you just say that like six to seven for Patrick Peterson. I had no idea it was that close. I think that gives you really good historical context of, of how good Buda Baker is for how long I mean, he's he got drafted in 2017. Has he made the Pro Bowl every year or just about every year? That That's pretty damn impressive. I, I still contend he's on a Hall of Fame trajectory, and I, I want to see him finish the, the best years of his career in Arizona. And because of the little deal that Monty Austin Ford and company worked out, he's under contract, Ballbrock, into next season. He's got guarantees coming his way for 2024. Hell, they even may, may even give him some additional funds, but he put out a tweet, Bo, that you and I kind of <laughs> kind of laughed at. Basically, I think we've got it, Damon Dog. Basically saying like, can't wait to play my final game of the year, uh, or final game at State Farm Stadium. And a lot of people ran with that. Is he leaving? Is he being cut? Yeah, last ride at State Farm Stadium. Appreciate the law, uh, loyal for all your support. The three haters. Hey, I appreciate y'all too. It's love either way. 
Now, here's what I'll admit. I saw that. I'm just like, that's weird how he he phrased that. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't completely dismiss the idea. I'm like, what's going on? But then it's like, if Buda Baker was being released, first of all, he wouldn't be released. He would be traded. And the Cardinals would lose all leverage if they, like, were telling right. him during the season, we're going to trade you. So none of, none of it added up. None of it. No. And you know what? Actually, the, the wording... I don't know if you could say it. it's poor. I mean, it, it is the it's the last ride of the 2023-2024 season. Okay. Yeah. Right. And he confirmed that. He spoke with the media today. Mm-hmm. Uh, several of the reporters there uh had it out there that that Buda Baker, it was just kind of um he, he meant this season and it's not the end of his Cardinals tenure. And he's not saying, Hey, it's the last time it's not JJ Watt last year saying that was my last game at State Farm of my entire NFL career. Right. And then my final game is going to come in, in San Francisco. Uh, it, it was just Buda Baker saying, let's go get it in, in the final game of the season, our last opportunity. You know, what was the most disturbing in Jody Ayler, Fox Sports 910. He tweeted this out and he was like, what's with all the Buda hate in the replies of this? Like if you, if you scale down here and I know Twitter, the bird X, whatever you want to call it, it is a toxic place, my guys. But it is, I mean, I love when it, you though. see this, it's like uh, losing hope. At pretty mommy on Twitter says worst pro bowler ever. Uh, you had Cody say good riddance, tarnished legacy, no different than Pat P hope they send you to Carolina. Uh, you had another person say, I don't appreciate you. It's just what you what? know what? I know the common denominator. You don't know the common. You, you know, the common denominator there. It, it got referenced in those replies. You asked for a trade mm-hmm. at point. From this fan, from this franchise, and whether he's warranted or not, a segmented part of the fan base will hate you forever. We'll we'll root against you. We'll want you to leave. If you're not with us, you're against us. I think most level-headed fans can say, "I disagreed with Buddha and his decision for asking for a trade," but I can respect his game and what he brings to the Arizona Cardinals, playing every week, playing through injury, playing through a stomach bug. Mm-hmm. So. But there is a large percentage of the fam, not large, a segmented portion. Pat P, and then he's only made it worse with his comments since he's left. But Buda Baker caused some headlines last offseason. And I also think, Bo, and don't discredit this, Jalen Thompson is playing better football than Buda Baker right now. You can't deny that. He's younger, and he mm-hmm. makes less money. And I think Cardinal fans mm-hmm. look at that as like, well, we already have a great safety. And so I, it's... I think Buda Baker and Cardinal fans will be fine long term, but that's that's unequivocally what's happening here. And Buda Baker has the humbleness and the ability to endure himself back to the fan base where I don't yeah. think that existed with Patrick Peterson. He doesn't have really a humble bone in his body. Like it's it's really, you know, what he said about Kyler Murray is actually more of him looking at himself in the mirror and saying, like, the only person that Patrick Peterson cares about. Is is Pat Pete? So, Buda Baker, absolutely. And I don't know how he. I mean, him taking a lot of Pat Peterson. This wasn't the 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 segment, but you know, I, I think that the case you can make. Like I put it out there. Like Trey McBride's had a great uh, breakout season, seventy plus catches, seven hundred plus receiving yards, the two touchdowns. He's been Kyler Murray's top target, no doubt about it. Man, what a stack position, especially in this conference where you've got. Uh, George Kittle went over a thousand yards receiving. He's only got like 60 receptions. 
Guy's just like been huge, huge weapon for Brock Purdy. And then you got TJ Hawkinson who went down. I know he had the knee injury, but statistically had a huge year for Minnesota in the NFC. And then Sam Laporta uh, for Detroit has more right. touchdowns and more yards. So like, I think that Trey McBride has put himself firmly in that conversation. I think he's, going in, I think he's getting in still. Hawkinson's not going to be. Yeah, healthy but like, what doesn't it like, this is the part that matters. Like it, like, Tyler Hundley getting in later. It's like, I don't reckon those guys might play in the stupid flag football game, but they're not pro bowlers. You referenced pro bowler DJ Humphreys uh, recently. And DJ Humphreys was a, was an alternate who got in, but, but I'd say, I even contextualized that a little bit. I said, he like, like he, he, he's been to a pro bowler, but like, is he a top tackle in this league? Is is, he's always been steady. Yeah. And that's fine. And, but, Buddha plays at a high level. Jalen Thompson's playing at a really high level. Trey McBride has the ability to be better than those guys potentially with his skill set. He's going to be in that conversation with that elite tier of tight ends going forward. Just like it was great. He just isn't there yet. Um, but like Jalen Thompson is fully deserves it. But like it loses a little of its luster when you get it like, oh, you know, so and so bowed out. So Jalen Thompson, you, got the you don't refer to Mac Jones as a Pro Bowler. Pro Bowler Mac Jones. Pro Bowler Tyler Huntley. Remember when that when that went down? I I'm cool with it because I typically try to distinguish the difference between Pro Bowl and like the All Pro list as like the Grand Canyon. Like typically, like first, second team All Pro. That's the good stuff. That's the minutia. And then Pro Bowler, it's like. You know, depending on your starter or not, or an alternate, you're one of the best at your position. And I don't really care about first team Pro Bowl or whatever. I think it would be cool as hell for Trey McBride to get to go and play in that game because I think it gives further exposure to this franchise. It gives further credibility to this franchise. It allows him to exposure play. Exposure to who? Well, just the Cardinals having Pro Bowlers is a good thing for their brand. The Cardinals how do you know how they bowlers. played? It's like flag football now, isn't it? The Cardinals having you were saying it was in Hawaii good for like up until like brand. two months ago. They haven't played in Hawaii since like 2016. Exposure <laughs> at any level is good. This franchise has not been on national TV all flipping year. Let's get some Cardinals in the Pro Bowl game. Let's let them show. I think I think you're right in your initial assessment that it waters it down. I still will be excited when Trey McBride gets to go and participate. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, jerk. Let let Trey McBride go and run around in shorts and a t-shirt because flipping George Kittle's playing in the Super Bowl, and then they they. Put but Trey I think McBride. I think statistically, JT and James Conner have more of a case than Trey McBride just because where they are and how they perform. Who are the other running backs who that got in? McCaffrey. He's not better than McCaffrey. Yeah, no. Swift is Swift having a better year? I mean, he's been healthier. I mean, James did miss. James missed four games. DeAndre Swift. I'm guessing DeAndre Swift has more yards. He's got a thousand forty nine and five touchdowns. I mean, Uh, I don't think he means more to the scrimmage yards. He's got twelve hundred, so he's got about two hundred and change. Okay, and then who's the other? Who's the other running back? There's or there are only two. Kyle Uzcheck as a. I thought it means something to you. I thought like you don't know everybody like the back of your hand. You're an asshole today. (laughs) This is not a fun show. I don't like this at all. All right, hang on. Pulling up the official list. Kyron Williams according to Chase. Who missed that? I think 
I think James Con- I mean, sure, James Conner could get in there. If Listen, if the Niners get to the Super Bowl, that's going to open the door for a bunch of Cardinals to get in. Tight end, running back, Jalen Thompson has the best case, and I think has the same. James Conner's better than DeAndre Swift right now. Okay, I agree with that. I mean, me if you just look point. at, like, his per game, like his rushing yards per game, in uh, his his rushes per his average per carry. I mean, he's close to five, where you know Swift is just over four and a half, and then Connor's at just under seventy-five yards per game. Where I think that uh, Swift is just over like sixty-five. I don't think there's a chance that Jalen that Cards get two safeties into this game. <laughs> right, and that's another part of this. Like the Arizona Cardinals have four wins, and you know how many spots should they be? given for yeah. a, a season where they, you know, the roster, what have we been saying? It's like severely undermanned. So the like players it, that have helped and are having yeah. good seasons, we still need to recognize them. Yeah. I, I Jalen Thompson is the most deserving. And I think it's a crime that he is not going. I mean, like his impact interceptions in the, in the red zone tackle mm-hmm. for losses. He's the best defense. It's the best a defensive back has played for the Cardinals in terms of like total takeaways in forever. And so, like, it does stand out. Like, Kyle Odegaard had a tweet about this recently. Like, Buddha has no, like, takeaways, really game-changing plays this year. And a lot of people push back and say, well, they're not throwing to him. And there are clear areas where you can exploit the Cardinals at cornerback. And so they're going to throw away from Buddha Baker. What's, yeah. Jalen Thompson's making the most of it. He's making the most of his opportunities. So I don't necessarily buy that rationale. I think Jalen Thompson's had a better year. And if there's a pro bowler on this team, it starts with 34 but I'm, I'm not going to say, like, I don't want to see Buda Baker. Of course I do. I it, Trey McBride has the best case, in my opinion, to go consistently after this year, though. Because, I I mean, Trey McBride with Kyler Murray all offseason and into, into next year, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's a 1,000-yard receiver. Especially, like, the Cardinals are going to break in a new number one receiver ex- next year. Is that fair? Of some kind, they're going to have a new number one target. We're praying and hoping to the football gods. <laughs> in the meantime, they're going to lean on 85. And I think... You know, David Njoku made it in Cleveland and is a disciple of the Drew Petzing Shanahan offense with Stefanski. Like, that's the kind of year I think Trey McBride's going to have next year. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, Njoku had a just a monster season. And Touchdowns, I mean. In the AFC, I mean, like, it's you got Kelsey. It's not as stiff a, a competition as as it is in the NFC, which is kind of surprising. Like the top guy is is the top guy, but then you got a lot of a lot of big names in the NFC. Let's hit some of these super chats. Yeah, um, let's do it. How about Richard Buddha? Is still great safety, the heart and soul. Yeah, I don't care that he got the, like the Tony Snell numbers, like the the infamous Tony Snell NBA game where he played 28 minutes and had goose eggs across the board. Right? He doesn't have any, as Kyle pointed out, as Antoine Winfield uh, was was all up in arms about about his son getting snubbed. That Buddha didn't have any picks, didn't have any forced fumbles, didn't have any fumble recoveries, didn't have any of those big those big numbers that people pay attention to. But you know, Buddha's still out there playing at a high level and taking a defense that's devoid of any talent and making it competitive, get, helping it get off the field and, and being a leader on and off the field. Topic 64, 499. I'm quite yeah. sure that JT is positive about the Pro Bowl snub. I think he loves AZ and the fan base. You know, I was thinking about that topic 64. Thank God that Steve Kime had the foresight to re-sign <laughs> Jalen Thompson before the offseason where Buddha, or excuse me, Byron Murphy and Zach Allen were allowed to leave. 
because like I think Jalen's a better player than both of them. But couldn't you just see Kime saying, "We have Buddha, and I this guy's been playing well, but I'm gonna let him hit free agency." And then obviously, you know, the the regime change happened. I that was like literally skating under the closing door before the Cardinals imploded last off season or the, during the season. Like, thank God his contract now. I mean, this is year one of his extension, I think. So yeah. you've got at least two to three more peak years with JT. So I, I'm fired up about that because the Cardinals are are so talent-deprived at so many positions. Keep a strength to strength. Keep, have two good safeties. There, you, you're not paying anybody. There's nothing wrong with paying Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson 30 to $35 million. That's okay. Get away with it right now. Yeah. You would ask me this, uh, and I don't know if I ever got your thoughts on it, but like if if a if a trade opportunity came the Cardinals' way, Monty Austinfort's way this offseason for Buda Baker, and it was you know a decent let's say day two pick, um, you got thirteen selections, you got a head coach that has developed a lot of young safeties into some rock solid players in this league. Would you ever? Would you ever consider that? Would you would you explore that? I don't think that his value that you would receive matches the impact of what he brings to the Arizona Cardinals. I think Patrick Peterson's did because he was a default number one corner and he made a stink about it. And there's another thing Steve Kime screwed up where you had Philadelphia of all teams offering a one plus like Jalen Rager. No one's going to give you a first round pick for a safety that's almost 30 years old, as right. great as Buda Baker is. So like I I don't even I'm not even sure you can get a two at this point. So is it worth having Buda Baker on the roster than an extra third rounder? Of course. You have three threes already. And also, like we have playoff or bust aspirations next year before we even hit week 18 of this season. You hurt your playoff aspirations if you get rid of number three. So whether it's his swan song or not, that the the time that you could have moved him, that's over. That's gone. You've kept him. Now stick with him and try to ha- have him be a bridge to the next great Cardinal era with Trey McBride and hopefully Kyler Murray 2.0 and Michael Wilson, Marvin Harrison Jr. Have him be just like Adrian Wilson was the bridge toward the end of like Bruce Arians and some people like ha- have him be, you know, somebody that the franchise can lean on, albeit maybe for one one more year. Did you sneak Marvin Harrison Jr. in there? Did you say that? I don't even remember. I, I blacked out. <laughs> I, I don't even remember. Uh, I blacked out because of the super chat. Jake, 1999. My guy. What's up, boys? Jake, very generous. Thank you so much. Not necessarily uh, necessary, but greatly appreciated. Longtime listener and a fellow Illinois Cardinal fan. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, my guy. Just like my boy Johnny, I'm flying out for the game Sunday. Awesome. Wish I could come for the post-game show. I'm not, uh, but I'm going to go to the Suns game after. Wow. Just the, the biggest Arizona sports blowout uh, possible. Do, Damon Dodd, do we know who they play, uh, the Suns, on, on Sunday night? He, uh, he'll Google that for you. Uh, they, I know they play the Heat tomorrow, but, uh, yeah, I don't know who they have on Sunday. They play the Memphis Grizzlies. Ah, John Morant, the Grizz. That's a good game. Jake, have a blast, my guy. Yeah. Uh, enjoy Phoenix. My Some of my best memories we're ditching the Midwest even for a weekend to come to Arizona and enjoy the fruits of, of this fine city. So enjoy it. Uh, have a great time, my guy. Yeah, he's. Uh, we, we appreciate you wanting to come out to to Gila River and, and close out the season with us. But uh, yeah, Suns game that that's a that's a decent second option there, especially yeah. 
I mean, what a what a sports filled Sunday. Hopefully, watching your teams get a get a dub, right? We're rooting for a dub on on Sunday, absolutely. Uh, and, and hopefully, see you know Kyler Murray continue to light it up. Big thank you uh, to you. Hopefully, you know I saw that double. Hopefully, you can get at least that nineteen ninety nine back. Yeah, and spend forty bucks on it. But if if you'd meant to do that, we appreciate it. But enjoy the. Uh, I think the that stay was here. just a glitch on our end. Okay, good, good. Otherwise, Damon will just Venmo you. <laughs> Send him a crisp twenty <laughs> in the mail in an envelope out of my pocket. Yeah. Like my my grandma on my birthday, just a just a pristine twenty and a and a card That's from nice. Damon from Damon Dog. <laughs> Here's your twenty bucks back. Keep the change. <laughs> we don't reimburse Damon on the stamps. Yes, if I too. Uh, so much good stuff going on right now. So, uh, any more thoughts on the Pro Bowl? You love it. You hate it. You, you know, it was like one of those. Like I saw that it was gonna be announced at you know our time yesterday night. And I was just like, what? What's there really to look forward to? Who could the Cardinals guy be? And then, you know, they go with Buddha. And, and as we outlined, like always deserving. Um, but, you know, when you look at this season and you look at it, you know, as it's basically in the rearview mirror, like th- this isn't like a, a as exciting as the direction this organization is. This wasn't like a Pro Bowl season for this Cardinals team. No, there, there was a lot to find out. Uh, there was moments. Um, but as far as like Pro Bowl performances, I, it just wasn't at the top of mind for me. So like to sit here and like I, I think we we spent some time on it, obviously, and it, it's a it's an interesting debate. But at the end of the day, hopefully, like next season, I'm excited to see who emerges as Pro Bowl caliber players for this organization uh, after this season. Agreed, because I, I think they're going to have quite a few, especially if they find their way into the postseason. Postseason play in the NFL just a week away, but we do have week 18. And uh, I'm going to tell you right now, how about the Colts money line against our friends, foes in Houston? Dabble with that on our friends with BetMGM, the $1,500 first bet offer. All you got to do is sign up with that bonus code PHNX. It's super simple to get started. Again, download the BetMGM Sportsbook app. I love, again, I love, love, love the Colts money line, and I love Gardner Minshew. How about a rushing touchdown parlay prop? You can do that more with our friends at BetMGM. Sign up, deposit at least $10 into your BetMGM Sportsbook account, place your wager, receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your bet loses. The bets, they're flowing. Uh, We've got draft season right around the corner, prop bets. We've got spring training. We've got NBA action going on, and, of course, NCAA basketball. There is NFL out the yin-yang, college bowl season. There's never been a better time to dabble with our friends at BetMGM. $10 is going to get you at least $10, up to $1,500 if your bet loses. Bonus bets will be available if and when your initial wager is settled. Uh, Check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to my guy Shane Diefenbach talk about it in the disclaimer. Link problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. 
It's a new year. There's some new products from our friends over at OG's Brands. You got to get in them right now. I highly encourage you. Open up another tab on your browser. Go to ogsbrands.com and check out their full product line. Just launched their RSO, their Rick Simpson oil, and their naturals. Their OG's Naturals. The big OG's. Those naturals, they're vegan gummies made with live rosin. Available in that sweet clementine flavor. Don't want to miss out on that. Also, the big OG's gummy is a mega version of Peg's Raspberry uh, orange, of course, the RSO, one of the company's most popular products, and you can get it massive, face-sized, basically OG's gummy for you. It's got uh, they're in slices of 10 milligrams each, but overall, it's 100 milligrams of THC. It's like that freshly sque- squeezed juice uh, that you can get there that live rosin created through a pressing process. Uh, man, that's uh, that's really taking some some time and some care and some effort with your creation of your gummies. And that's what OGs is all about. They've got an experience, a gummy experience for everyone. It's not just, you know, one size fits all. It's tailor fitted to everybody and what they're looking for, for their experience from their gummies. Check out OGs gummies, OGs brands and your local dispensary and check them out online at ogsbrands.com and head over to ogsbrands.com and follow them on your socials as well at OGs brands. Uh, more super chats. You guys are crushing it. Richard, back to back. How about four pro bowlers next year? Trey McBride, Kyler Murray, uh, Buda Baker again, probably. And then pick one or two more. I think, you know, it's hard for tackles unless you've built up a resume to do it. But I, I like Paris Johnson Jr. Like I, I think will be worthy of it next year based on his trajectory. But I, I, I think if Kyler Murray plays all 17 games next year, he's going yeah. to the Pro Bowl. Like, people may hate Kyler Murray to some extent on social media or have an angst against him. Young people, people who vote for the Pro Bowl, vote for Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray got in in 2020 and 2021. He didn't finish the season healthy in 2021. He still got in. Like, but Kyler Murray is an electric player, and I think I think he's the easiest one. If you had asked me who's going to join Buda Baker next year, it's going to be K1. Yeah, I think whoever they select with their top pick, it should be a player the caliber enough to potentially crack a Pro Bowl his first season. Um, really? You think so? Yeah, absolutely. It's a talented draft. When you think wide receiver, you think tackle. Yeah. Like, those are spots. I mean, do you think that's unrealistic? I mean, I know I think it's a tackle it is. I think there, I think there's one player that if they draft him, he could make the Pro Bowl next year. And his name is Drake May. Uh, Richard, $1.99 <laughs> Super Chat and Rookie of the Year. Here he is, Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, we have lots to talk about with old, with old Marv. Uh, okay, so uh, you want to talk schedules for this weekend? Look at the schedules. Yeah, let's do that. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Let's look at this upcoming weekend before we look a little bit further down the road. Award-winning producer Damon Dog already on top of it. Sizing up the schedules, Johnny. The teams that are going to uh, be in the mix here to either move the Cardinals back up the draft board or down the draft board. It starts with the Commanders taking on the Cowboys who have a lot to play for. Um, It's funny. You know how many of these teams play at home this week? All of them. All of these games are at home. Can you believe that? When I was putting this together today with Damon, Commanders at home, Patriots at home, that's huge. Cardinals obviously hosting the Seahawks, the Giants hosting the Eagles, the Chargers hosting the Chiefs, that desperately needs to be a win, and the Titans hosting the Jaguars. I think about that, and it's like, you want to leave your fan base with a good taste in their mouth. Like I think a lot of people are on the Cardinals this week, rightfully so. The number keeps dropping in Vegas. I think it started at 3.5. It's down to 2.5 now. In favor of Seattle, like, I look at this. 
I think the only one that I feel really, really good about is I cannot see the Eagles losing to the Giants after last week. Maybe if they do, maybe they just quit. But I of of everybody else, like there's a scenario, Bo, where the commanders play loose and 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 hang with the Cowboys. Like the Cowboys lose these kind of games all the time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the the Patriots versus the Jets. We I, the Patriots are I think they're favored in that game. Uh, the Chargers are favored against the Chiefs because there's no Mahomes, there's no Kelsey. And then, like, is Vrabel really going to go out a big sucker, a big loser <laughs> this year? I mean, he's been losing and hurting the Cardinals all year. Like, yeah, this this one I'm torn on. If the Titans beat the Jaguars, it opens up Houston to win the division outright, which we do not want. At the same time, if the Titans win and the Chargers win, the Cardinals are in a position where they they would only drop from four to five, and that would be pretty sweet. It's it's really strange how full circle we've come. Like when we're sitting there at the beginning of the season and we're previewing the Cardinals taking on the Commanders, and I think uh, I called Sam Howell something to the effect of uh, meaningless game king. <laughs> yeah, like, I remember. He shows that. up and he he just balls out in the most yeah. meaningless of all games. Like up until that point, he'd only played really in the finale the previous year, and you know Commanders fans were just going crazy about his performance in the preseason. You look at Sam House statistically, not bad. But if you watch him each and every Sunday, you're like, okay, I get it. He's he's not a franchise quarterback. But last season, very similar scenario. You know, Cowboys didn't not have something to play for, and they did not show up for that game in Washington against the Commanders. And Sam Howell, Terry McLaurin, and that that team put that game away early. I mean, just beat that ass, and it's very possible it could happen again, even if the Cowboys have – I mean, they have the division to play for, basically. Uh, but, you know, we, we've seen, like, where they just come out flat sometimes when they feel like they've got – at least they've got the playoff berth wrapped up, and sometimes they just get too far ahead of themselves, and they they get beat. Looking at the schedule now, it, the Cardinals will be in a – a unique position where most of these games will be decided before the Cardinals play. So again, I didn't put this on there. Packers and bears are at the same time. Why is that key? Because if Packers and bears kicked off in the early slate, Mm -hmm. the the Seahawks may not have anything to play for when they play for the, when they play against the Cardinals, should the Packers beat the bears, but that game's happening simultaneously. That, that plays to the Cardinals advantage. Jags Titan 11 AM jets, Patriots 11 AM commanders, Cowboys, 225 uh eagles giants 225 so we'll have clarity at the most important one which is jets patriots we will know you'll know by the time our game kicks off presumably at 225 if the cardinals lose they will have the third overall pick and if if not then we'll just let the chips fall where they may but i mean would wouldn't it be something and i'm not expecting this at all for the cardinals to pick second overall I mean, like that, that feels like we deserve that to happen. (laughs) We're not going to get it. But like, could you imagine if the Patriots beat the Jets and we're like, oh, the Cardinals can pick third again. And, you know, Kyler Murray does his best, but, you know, Kenneth Walker and company, they run all over Cardinals four string defense. Mm -hmm. And then we just get some, some simultaneous red zone action. And it's Sam Howell lighting up the Cowboys. And then you're just like, holy shit, they're going to pick second overall. That like this fan base deserves that after everything that's gone through the PFF, the PFA grades, the mm. docking of the draft picks and 
everything like that, this offseason, the embarrassment this franchise had with Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury. I, I am satisfied with the product I got, especially at the tail end of this year. They, I think they're already over their win goal or they're over under roughly about four or five in Vegas. Give us the second overall pick. I'm praying for that to happen. <laughs> it's not going to. I'm I mean, not going to set myself up. It was a up. magical finale last year, right? Yeah. Uh, where well, it was great. Completely different circumstances. It was a coach that was on his way out. Obviously, we were holding our breath that the GM was going to follow his ass out the door. And just another loss would even cement that even further, right? But then the draft pick was the cherry on top. And, you know, the Broncos, without having their own pick, they were playing for for something. And uh, Russ was going down there and marching them down the field against the Chargers, who were, you know, I think vying for playoff spot or jockeying for playoff position. And they beat the Chargers. Maybe they had pulled their starters. I don't remember. But I do remember just sitting there and the draft pick in the, in like the perfect scenario happened where the Cardinals, they got up to third overall. Could it happen again on Sunday? Like, and then, but then you got, like you mentioned yesterday, the true wild card and the bears still ahead of you. It still doesn't take out the absolute just wild card. That is Chicago sitting with the top pick and that ace up their sleeve, regardless if you get as high as two that can kind of dash your dreams a little bit of Marvin Harrison Jr. I think if the Bears are dumb enough with a quarterback crater in their franchise and gifted Caleb Williams, if they're dumb enough, and I love Marvin to take a receiver first overall, the Cardinals need to sprint to the podium and say, Caleb Williams is available to the highest bidder and laugh (laughs) at the Chicago Bears. Just ridicule them to high heaven. Because here's what's changed since last time we talked about Caleb Williams. The Cardinals have tripled down on Kyler Murray, and Kyler Murray torched Jonathan Gannon's ex-team. So Mm -hmm. where I felt like, oh, you might have to consider Caleb Williams, it it doesn't feel like that's a possibility at all for the Cardinals now, does it? It, it, So it's like, hey, hey, Chicago fans, enjoy your receiver. Enjoy being 7-10 and next year. The Cardinals are going to get three (laughs) number one picks for Caleb Williams. Like I want Marvin Harrison Jr. That that's almost an equal win for this fan base. Like just literally sitting back and collecting bids. I could see Austin Ford doing that. Yeah. Like if the Bears don't trade the pick, they just I'm open for business. Come it's, and get come and get your quarterback. It's like the Vince McMahon meme, right? Where he's sitting in the chair and he's just going through the he's getting progressively more excited, right? Yeah. And like if if the Bears did pull that move off. Right. And then Monty Austin Fort can not only just he goes into God GM mode mm-hmm. and he just wheels and deals to the highest bidder for the rights to draft Kayla Williams. And the Arizona Cardinals have the ability to not only improve their roster and get them in contention for a playoff spot as early as next season, but then have even more draft capital beyond the 2024 draft and going into 2025, maybe even 2026. Just absolutely just stocked with premium picks. I mean, that's that's what you want because like as much as you want this team to play meaningful games next season, like the rebuild it it's it's extends beyond this offseason. And mm. if you can continue if you can continue to accumulate assets, I mean that's huge. Super team. I want a super team. Uh, I hear, like, here's a here's here's a good example. We're talking about a team that can play its way into the second spot in the draft still, and then you're saying, 
Okay, but I want a super team. Like, if you have like two ones for the next three years, you have a super team. The Cleveland Browns are making the playoffs this year, despite giving up multiple picks for Deshaun Watson and really having no quarterback play this year. Well, mm-hmm. how did they do that? They had a couple trade downs and they built up their roster. I think the Cardinals could do the same thing. Plus, they would have Kyler Murray. And I also think, and don't discredit this idea, Bo Brock, like, if the Cardinals are picking third, I still think you can do a version of that. If the Chicago Bears do a trade back from one to two with like the Commanders or the Patriots, and they take Marvin right in front of you, and the second best quarterback in the draft is available, Drake May or Jaden Daniels, pick your poison. I think you can get a similar package to what you got last year. I think you can trade down and get a one next year and still take Olu Fashnu or Joe Alt or Malik Napers or Roma Dunsey. I, I, that becomes their priority then. You cannot stick and pick at three if Marvin goes two to Chicago in a trade back. I think the Cardinals say, we, we need a one, please, and we need a two. Let's have a conversation. And I, I think that many multitude of teams would, would come aboard to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it gets you excited. I mean, they're in, a, they're in a, they're a really <laughs> prime position to get better fast it's it's like it is truly kick-starting a rebuild like you had to endure like you are andy duframe you're in the sewage right now you're crawling through Can shit we talk about what you said about rebuilding extending past this year i don't think it i think the rebuild's over no, john johnny i don't think you can pay a quarterback 52 million dollars and say We're there's nobody else on this roster wait a minute there's we nobody else whole first segment talking about other pro bowlers. Like yeah, the roster's look, got holes. It's a 53 man roster. And you, and, Oh, we've got, they've got five guys. <laughs> I don't think team. they're going to be, I don't think they're <laughs> rebuilding in the sense that rebuilding is what I saw this year where you strip it down and you, there wasn't any building back. Johnny. Wait a minute. They got Paris Johnson Jr. and they got some good players, right? They got they like I like BJ Ujolari. I like Garrett Williams. I like Michael Wilson. I think you, can we, I think you need to remove the word re or the term re from rebuilding. I think they're building. They're building a better roster. The rebuild is over. I'm no. done with I'm done with rebuilding, please. I'm no sorry you are, but <laughs> that's exactly what they're doing. Like the rebuild. My like, name is Steve Kime and I refuse to rebuild. The teardown. I hate to tell you this right now. I mean, Monty Osterford's been laying fertilizer all season long. Do you know what that is? Fertilizer. The good thing is, is you can grow from the fertilizer and you, and Monty Osterford's been laying it all season, all season long, all off season and season long. The rebuild begins. I, I, I don't, I mean, it's this, this is the rebuild off season. They tore it down last off season. No, I think we've endured a rebuilding season. This was the rebuilding season. <laughs> now we're retooling. As oh uh, my god, my guy Brian says, I'm gonna barf. We're re- we're restructuring. I need to restructure. This you know team. who said that shit? Michael Bidwell. Bidwell and Kime. Come on, man. The rebuild's over. It does. I, like calling it what it is doesn't stop the ability from this team to to enter. Like a like a contending season, like contending in the sense for a playoff spot, but like to say like, oh yeah, just just a couple like just throw some like maybe some garnish on top of it of this finished product. 
that is, they are so far from that. They're still finding building blocks. We're going to the club. <laughs> We're going to the club. We got the big ticket to the dance. The roster is the roster is ready for contention. Let's go. I'm talking about playoffs next year. I don't want to hear the word rebuild. It's 2024. I've endured enough losing football. That's it. I've I've endured. I, I, I understand your hardships. But also understand the reality of where this roster is and how much work has to be done this offseason. I can't offseason. wait Roy Lopez beats the shit out of you in practice when you look at him and you're like, you're a rebuilding piece, Roy Lopez. <laughs> at least we're calling things what it is, right? Sure. At least we're being honest. <laughs> Chase, it's, like it's not a rebuild because I'm tired of losing. I've, I've endured enough. If they, like, don't well, don't fill this, if they don't fill every hole in this roster this offseason, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be so pissed off. I think you and I are, are saying the same thing. Please unpop your collar. I think you and I are saying the same thing, but I think where I'm pushing back is, like, I expect them to have a winning record next year. So if yeah. I'm expecting that, and I'm and Kyler Murray's my guy, I don't want to hear rebuild next year. I don't want to hear it. Keep it away from me. If you're telling me the roster needs to get better to get them to 500 or, or better next year, I 100% agree. Rebuild's a dirty word when you're paying your quarterback $52 million and you feel like you you played 500 football with him with a, let's just call it a, a, a third-tier roster, a low-level roster. I The expectation next year, I can tell you from people close to John and Gannon, is going to be we are making the playoffs. So if that's the case... Okay, we're rebuilding on the fly, and we're doing some things, and we're we're gonna have holes still. I think they're gonna contend for a playoff spot next year. So I'm sorry, I'm just not. I don't want to be sitting here next year with you. Hopefully, we're still doing this show every day with me popping my collar and saying six and eleven. <laughs> that's they they built off of their four wins last year. That's not Look, good enough. And and I hear you there. I'm I'm in lockstep with you. Absolutely. Okay. Like this is a team that. I think can make a, a tremendous jump as far as how it contends week in and week out and yeah. how that they can narrow the margin, the gap uh, in the, in the talent disparity this offseason. quick as that, but there's still going to be like at this time last year, like, okay, we're still, this is still a huge time project right here. Like the, the way that you're talking right now is that you're completely renovating a house and yeah. they've laid the foundation. They got the walls up. You got perfect blueprints for a beautiful home, right? And you're walking in there while they're scalping and, and there's they haven't even, you know, laid drywall or anything. And you're like, I'm going to hang this TV right now. You're getting <laughs> way ahead I got this money, 70-inch flat screen. I'm putting it right here because this I, is where it goes. The easiest way to break this down, the Detroit Lions – what they win two games that first year with Campbell, then they went nine and eight. Now yeah. they're a top two to three seed in the NFC. They could have easily made the playoffs last year at nine and eight. They just missed it. That's the that's it's it's the Detroit comparisons are so spot on because they've got an expensive quarterback. Please pop your collar needs to be on a t-shirt. Chase two dollars super chat. All right. Uh, enough enough everybody well this team's going to the postseason next year can we just all agree on that i think we can i think we can all agree dd i will never stop taking my ogs oh no my mouse is dead now this is just has my mouse been disconnected because my takes have been so hot today <laughs> all right you guys protecting the, this this uh this friend oh man this this isn't looking good at all right here all right so um in the sake of this show right now i want to talk about justin fields but before i do i want to tell everybody right now game time 
is where you want to be to be able to get cheap tickets for the Arizona Cardinals this weekend. I mentioned yesterday that tickets were as low as $18. I'm checking them in real time. They're going up just slightly at $26, but now there are some better seats available. There's also a flash deal going on, Bullbrock. $44, you can be in terrace level, 443, row 10, 50-yard line. For $44, bucks, uh, hell yeah, give me some of that right now. $85 bucks for row 30. That sounds pretty good. You want to see Kyler Murray, row 13, 102. I mean, it's like you got a little bit of disposable income after the holiday season. This is your last chance to see Kyler Murray until next August, September. I'd be tapping in with that with our friends at Game Time. We're going to save you 20 bucks off your first purchase with Game Time using that bonus code PHNX. So, again, probably cover a good amount of your ticket, buy additional tickets for friends and family. Of course, you refer them. Using the link below, they can get their own 20% off, but they got to use the bonus code PHNX. You got to tell them PHNX Cardinals sent you to game time. And as my guy, Bo Brock says, it's not just sporting events. It's everything. It's concerts, concert season, beautiful weathers in full effect, parking passes, one-stop shop. It's the only ticketing app I use. It gets all that additional fees, bells and whistles out of here. It's just like, I want cheap tickets. I'm using game time, 20% off bonus code PHNX. It's unbelievable. So we started the new year, 2024, pretty much how we navigated the entire 2023 as a family on uh, Monday. Mm. So January 1st, Johnny, myself, I looked at the wife. We were trying to figure out what to do for dinner. And I said, yeah. let's just do it. Let's go to the usual. We hit up some burros out there on Ooh. 7th Street. Love some burros. It's our favorite Mexican restaurant, and it's Arizona's most loved Mexican restaurant. If you haven't tried it, you got to do it. What are you doing? Do not delay. We love some burros. Uh, I went out there. I got a delicious uh, – I got uh, delicious my, – my wife, she gets her staples, the number nine. It's the two-folded taco, shredded mm. beef, taco dinner with beans and rice. My son, he usually gets the quesadilla, loves the beans and rice, gets it with milk. I'm always getting the margarita with whatever meal. I like to change it up. I like to get in all you know, their chimichangas. Uh, you know, they got the red, they got the green chili. You have to go check out some boroughs. They got locations throughout the valley, Flagstaff. If you're ever far from delicious in the time-tested Sonoran-style recipes, lovingly prepared since 1986. Come check out their newest locations. If you're in Goodyear on the west side, Peoria still out there on the west side, I-17 and Joe Max. Visit someburrows.com to find one near you. That's S-O-M-E. B-U-R-R-O-S dot com. Sumburrows.com to find a location there. You can order online as well. Uh, Sumburrows Elite. There's yes. one like five minutes away from my house. I hit it up regularly. One of the best reasons to move to the Valley. Sumburrows. Fantastic. Oh, yes. they, don't have, they don't have one in the Cope? Uh, no. Uh, no. We get gas station Mexican food there. <laughs> uh, let's look at some of these super chats here. Uh, Damon Dog, if you could cue these up, it would be uh, very helpful. Let's start with... Our guy, Merv, $5 Super Chat. The rebuild year is over. Tired of hearing it's a rebuild every year. I want to see this team over 500 next year contending for the division. Thank you, Merv. That's 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 the You should demand better. Listen, I Look, know... If I, the team is contending, that's fine. But they're still rebuilding and reshaping the roster. I, I think you're giving them a little bit of an out, Mr. Bobrock. Your buddies with us, Ford and Gannon, every day. Let's, let's put some heat on them. Make moves. I want to see this team sign players in March. If we give them an out that you have another rebuilding year, I'm going to be sitting here with Kazir White and $1.99. I, I need big ticket items. I want to see them on all the big free agents. They're not going to get everybody $70 million. I don't, I'm done rolling over cap like that. Like this is, 
you go out and get some starters, some guys that we can plug in. Right. And, and I don't deny, I don't, I'm not saying they're not going to do that, but look at the roster. Like I won't, I when we started the season, when we started the discussion about the pro bowlers, like you got one, you got Buda Baker. You don't really have any questions as far as him and Jalen Thompson on the back end of this defense. Um, as far as their abilities. Right. And then, because you're white, you mentioned him. Good guy coming back, right? Rock solid off ball linebacker. Okay. Who else on the defense? I don't want to play this game. I know you, how bad you had to go get listen. You, you got to get multiple edge rushers. You got to rebuild the defense, rebuild the defensive line. And you got to get like, you got to like get a couple now. outside corners. I'm sorry, but like, right. you're going to no, be able to get, you're going to be able to do a lot of work this offseason. You are. You're going to be able to to check off a lot of those boxes as far as needs. But at the same time, you're going to be drafting, developing those guys, and you're some of those guys will pan out, and some of those guys won't pan out. And at this time next year, we're going to be like the Cardinals. Man, I love it. I, they continue to play well. You finally got some some talent for Jonathan Gannon and his coaching staff to work with here. They're as competitive as they were before, but more talented. So they're contending in games and they're contending for a playoff spot. But man, is there a glaring hole there at this position group? Because you're not oh, going to be able to do it. And that, no. I and mean, like just like the Lions, they, didn't they start like horribly yes, last year? And then they went on a run to end that they were season. One like, in five. If right. the Cardinals are one in five, I, if you, you think that this the me. rebuild over and the growing pains are done uh, i got some harsh news for you it's not it's gonna it's going to be like i can't believe like i think it's exciting i think that they're building it correctly for the first time uh retool (laughs) bow this we need a shirt to get (laughs) emphasis on tool retool bow brock he needs to be retooled for these takes today uh brian had a good comment in the chat and this is the only thing that matters frankly how Mm. many games would this team have won with kyler murray this year kyler murray healthy they're they they're gonna win between four and five with him. They beat Washington the season. They would beat New York. So weeks they one and two. The Commanders. They yeah. would beat the New York Giants. There's two wins. Yeah. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt that he beats Dallas just like Dobbs. You can scoff at that. I know Dobbs had a career day. I think they I think they beat Seattle in Seattle, that 20 to 10 game. The Cardinals, it was a one possession game against the Ravens. They lost by like seven points. I think the Cardinals, if Kyler Murray's healthy all season, have seven wins at the end of the year with a terrible roster. Okay. So if that's the case, and and we're talking about in a conference, Bo, in a conference where two teams... You, you the, said two different things there. Like, one, the quarterback. I don't found think, the quarterback. I don't think what you think rebuilding is, the rest of us, in reality, when you say rebuilding, that sounds like a lost year. And 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 that's what people take that no. as. So I need you to clarify. I'm that. sorry that you guys don't understand what rebuilding. Is. <laughs> don't put it so, on. Yeah. I what I mean is that they're finally going to like after tearing it all down and and going through the the beginning of a rebuild. They're going to get into the next stage of the rebuild, the fun part of of adding talent to this roster. They're going to draft and develop. That's all. You, they they're going to be a draft and develop franchise. But that doesn't mean they don't have enough talent exiting this offseason to contend for a playoff spot. And I think you want to call it stage two of a rebuild, like Tommy says in the chat. Yeah. That that's fine. I think rebuild Are you after be okay this, with that is no, a four-letter word I, to you. I think you throw around rebuild after what this fan base has endured this offseason and the fact that you have a franchise quarterback, no one's wants to <laughs> fucking hear that. 
But you're throwing around super team and you're throwing like, oh, come on. You're like, open the window. Two ones. Each open the, the title window now because we the tough times are behind us. Big Bird, Big Bird 92. Oh, the dreaded forever build. Yeah. I mean, they've never, I, they've never built period. So I understand what Bo is saying, but like to think that they are not going to be in contention for a playoff berth next year. If Kyler Murray plays the entire year, of course, they're going to be in content. The bears were in the hunt up until last week and they were like one in five and everybody wanted mm-hmm. to fire Eberflus. The NFC is terrible and it will remain terrible. It's top heavy. There are two teams from the NFC South, the division winner, and they could get a wild card team in. And we're talking about the Cardinals with Kyler Murray playing 17 games, not making the playoffs next year. If that's the case, then they should move off of Kyler Murray. If the rationale is Kyler Murray can't make the playoffs in the NFC next year or get get them to nine wins in this shit conference with potentially a first-round receiver and a bunch of money in free agency and Trey McBride and all these players coming back, we... We got, we might as well just shut the show down right now. I they I I have an expectation right now that I'm going to be living and dying with every game next year because I it's playoffs or busts. You need to make the playoffs next year. I just think that you're hanging on uh, the word is too nasty for you. The rebuild, like you you're like Jonathan Gannon, where you hear that word and you cringe at it. Because the expectations, yeah, they're going to change next year. And, and Kyler Murray gives you the ability to change those expectations, especially with what you've seen. I mean, he, he has a very good chance of finishing four and four as the Cardinals starter this season. But then also you continue to tell me like he is elevating a terrible roster. Mm-hmm. And my point is there's so much work to be done on this roster. And I think that you're going to make a lot of headway, but it's not going to be complete in the sense that the roster oh, no, is going to I agree to, with yeah. you there. Okay. It's not going to be complete. The making the roster look like San Francisco is going to take more than a couple off seasons for sure. Uh, let's get back to some of these super chats. Damon, can you uh, just start throwing them up here because I have a dead mouse and I can't see anything. Alex, four ninety nine. The Niners super team, other than McCaffrey, was all built through the draft. Absolutely, Kittle mm-hmm. and Ayuk and Debo. Um, but why did it take a, a hot minute for them to get going? Is they had inconsistent quarterback play. Yeah. They had years after they went to the Super Bowl, where they pick like second overall because their quarterback play sucked. I think my point is, if you're if you're convinced Kyler Murray's the guy, and they are, like most Sundays next year, when they're playing a fourth-place schedule, when they're playing Geno Smith or whomever, Drew Locke, they, they should be favored to win those games. You should be favored against the shit teams that you're playing. And they're not playing the AFC North next year, I can tell you that. They're playing the AFC East. New England's going to have a whole new thing going on. The Jets are a disaster. Miami can't stop anybody like uh, Cardinals are going to be just fine. Let's get to some more of these super chats. If we could Damon dog Merv, my guy, $10 Byron Murphy, the second declare for the draft earlier, someone to look out for a build on the interior defensive line. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Bo. did you see him score that touchdown? <laughs> Love a big guy touchdown. No doubt yeah. about it. Uh, Byron Murphy, the second, it just works after Byron Murphy exited the cornerback to, to Minnesota. But um, yeah, I mean, the defensive line, when we talk about when I think of like why I'm hesitant to, to move off of, of rebuild, it's because of that defensive line, like they're going to have to add through free agency and through the draft to that group to take a giant step forward next year. Because we see it each and every second half where teams are just like, we're going to run the football and we're going to go right at that defensive line. And more often than not, they have a lot of success in doing that. So they're going to find some dudes in the draft and in free agency. 
more super chats uh if we could damon dog uh continuing this party leave a like by the way let's get this up to 250 today richard crushing it four at 99 free agency draft and some good trades and resigning some of our players and we contend next year i think there are layers of contention richard i think contending yeah. for the playoffs listen marvin harrison jr it helps his team exponentially but so does a first round tackle so does a receiver later in the first round i again like I expect a lot of these picks that they took this year to take a big jump next year. Like if you told me BJ Ojolari had eight to 10 sacks next year, I, I believe you Garrett Williams plays all 17 games and develops. That's a nice year. Dante stills. Mm -hmm. I, I think you're just layering every off season on top of each other. And to Bo, your point initially, like part, what hurts them right now is they don't have a, a lot of elite talent to retain. So that means everything's coming in and mm -hmm. nothing, I don't want to say that how many nothing of immense quality to others, high value is is leaving the organization. And you can take right. that one of two ways. It's like, oh, we don't have a bunch of guys to resign. Let's go spend money elsewhere. But then there's the hesitation with this franchise, like well, we don't want to go crazy in free agency. I think you would like to have some guys to resign. They just don't. I, I don't think that they will go crazy in free agency. And and you know that too. Like it's that's fool's gold. But there's impact makers in free agency. Like there's there's players that are going to hit the open market at premium mm -hmm. positions that can help this roster and and change the complexion of the offense or the defense. Mo probably more so the defense as far as free agency goes. Like I think they can go out there and get an edge rusher and add to the defensive line, and then you're like, man, this defense looks completely different compared to where they finished last year. Like they've got like starting caliber players at these spots and then you supplement it through the draft with all that draft capital pr mac two dollars this is if, if if i'm giving Bo the benefit in this argument this is the biggest one the cardinals there's a chance they go over in the nfc west this year and so if you go over in the nfc west and you come into next year and you think you're going to be hot shit like it's a rude mm -hmm. awakening with three hall of fame level head coaches so it's it's an excellent point pr mac excellent i mean point. look the rams are already back into the playoffs now you've got a uh, older quarterback and we'll see what the future of aaron donald will see what the future of sean McVay is it seems like i'm sure this season probably re-energized him and he's back to where it's not going to be as big of a question as it's been the last couple seasons but you know and pete carroll's in his 70s right but I mean, those guys in, I guess, the immediate future are going to be still be here. And the Rams are going like this. And the Seahawks are going like this. And the Niners have been going like that for a long time. So, yeah, something's got, like, to have to narrow that gap. It's going to be tough on the fly in probably the most impressive division in the NFL. More Super Chats, if we could. Damon Dog, Bo, leave Johnny alone. Illadre, <laughs> let him pop his collar. That's you know what, I appreciate that, Illadre. Sometimes you just you need to lighten things up. You need to go club and wasn't live. expecting that. Wasn't I'm expecting kidding. that. <laughs> <laughs> of course you were. Another one from Merv, ten dollars. Thank you so much, Merv. We appreciate you, my guy. I do agree with Bo that they're doing it right for the first time ever. Absolutely. Rod Graves, Steve Kime couldn't do shit for this team. I'm just tired yeah. of losing my patience for a rebuild. Is low but worth it. Agreed. And again, like I, I think Cardinal fans, I will give them immense credit. I think they've handled this year about as well as you can handle this year, given the fact that most people assume this was going to be the worst team in the NFL. Yeah. And, you know, having to do it, I, I've seen it 
you know, we've seen it in the comments post shows, right? And people do a good job, like even beyond the live show, they're, they're commenting and watching the show on replay. Yeah. And they're saying, I don't want to endure another rebuild. I've been a Cardinals fan since 1988. Like they've been, they've been rebuilding. Like you just have to, you have to restart it again. And it's like, but for the first time, it feels like they have the decision makers in place to get it right. And you know, it, it's, it's tough because you thought when you pivoted from Josh Rosen to Kyler Murray that the organization was going to utilize the rookie quarterback contract and build around it. And Steve Kime had such an against-the-grain approach to it that it you just had such a such a the, the roster was was so top-heavy and had, lacked so much depth that as soon as one or two of those guys went down, like the, the floor from fell from beneath them as a roster. And, and you saw them, they bottomed out. They just had no like true talent depth on this organ on this roster. Let's talk about uh, two of my favorites, Drake may and Justin Fields. But before we get to that, I want to tell you guys about my other favorite. It's our friends at circle K join the inner circle today. You're going to get hooked up, save 25 cents on your first five Phillips. Gas is at an all-time low, Bo, but right now with Circle K, if you join the inner circle right now, downloading the Circle K app, it's going to hook you up indefinitely. Every six slice of pizza, every six fountain drink, it's on the house. Circle K, tremendous homegrown products, and by homegrown, I mean they got their own brands, they're elite, and they're a fraction of the cost of the other guy's stuff. Love my Circle K right around the corner. I fill up every morning. I get a, a hot cup of coffee, six ones free. Join the inner circle today. By downloading the Circle K app, check them out, circlek.com. And if you don't know, if you're like me, I need I need to be navigated to a Circle K when I'm out and about, circlek.com slash store dash locator bow to find the nearest one to you. You've got a plethora of sports on the horizon this weekend. Load up snacks, goodies, drinks, et cetera, cold brew. How about some Four Peaks? Circle K, join the inner circle today. Yeah, tons of sports. Why not do it at Gila River Resort and Casinos with us on Sunday? You can you won't miss any of the action, and you can walk out of there with some incredible, incredible gear. How about you can win some signed merchandise in the form of some incredible jerseys with some big-time autographs on them? Kyler Murray, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, who else do we have on that? Um, we've got a couple other big names. How about Zabin Collins? Like we have an incredible, like large amount of jerseys that are signed that if you show up, there's a good chance that you're going to walk out with some signed merchandise. Come and join us and win your choice of signed Arizona merch. Be present at the PHNX Cardinals watch party this Sunday at Gila River Resorts and Casinos at Wild Horse Pass. And you're probably going to come out of there with a sweet jersey and then a nice little signature on there from one of your favorite players. Hey, I think you can probably count on one hand the amount of people that have come out to our events, whether it be a BetMGM or, or Gila River this year, and haven't left with something. Um, it feels like our uh, sales team, Max and company, the fine folks at Gila River, are doing just a tremendous job in making sure not only the vibes are elite, the immaculate vibes, the watch-along vibes, myself, Damon Dog, our guy Britton Golden, while Bo's at the stadium, but also it's just like, hey, man, we, we appreciate you guys coming out and supporting PHNX Sports, PHNX Cardinals, Take home something that you'll remember for uh, more than a hot minute. I remember the super chat just came in. Richard, four ninety nine. Kime did Kyler dirty by not building around him and the head coach that didn't know shit about the NFL. I I think they took Kyler for granted, and he Kime is unequivocally in my lifetime 
the worst roster builder in terms of draft and develop the franchise has ever had. And that yeah, and, and people will point to the BA years, but once he left, I think you can very well draw your own conclusion of who was truly uh, building that roster and, and who was who especially filling in the gaps with his pre his relationships from around the league where you had guys in from Dwight Freeney from the Colts who BA coaches an interim basis and was the OC for uh, before coming to the Cardinals and a bunch of former Steelers like a Larry Yeah, exactly. There, there were guys that, you know, this, this coaching staff that was just had so many connections throughout the league, like JG's, even though it's a, a young staff, they've got deep connections. And I think you'll see that, like, that's going to be a good way to kind of forecast who could be coming to the desert via free agency is just connecting the dots between, you know, from JG to Nick Rawls to Drew Petzing to, you know, wide receivers, coach, passing game coordinator, Drew Terrell, your offensive line coach, defensive line coach, like where they came from and maybe some, some players that really had a lot of respect for those coaches. Deuce $5 super chat NFC best uh, greater than NFC least. I'm glad K1 mm-hmm. is maturing and developing. I was concerned, but I uh, think he is in good hands with JG and co not a hater. Just want to win. I think that's a very level headed approach. Deuce. Yeah. It's, it's healthy to have doubts about any player. We don't ever want to be the guys that are sitting up here, you know, rah, rah cheerleaders and cheerleaders are great, but you know what I mean? Cheerleading in terms of like, Every player is elite, even though you got that's a that's a detriment. Yeah. That's an insult to your football intellect. Kyla Murray, as my co-host pointed out, the halftime show, you can go watch it right now, needed to play better against the Philadelphia Eagles. And guess what? He did. And he won them the game with three touchdowns in the second half. So uh he proved that he was a franchise quarterback. Are there more franchise quarterbacks on the horizon in the 2024 NFL draft? Well, via our guy Benjamin Albright, NFL insider, some teams may be cooling on the idea of our boy, sweet baby, sweet baby, Drake may this is <laughs> via Albright on Twitter based on conversations I've had over the last month or so. love this. I would suggest that Jaden Daniels might actually be viewed as by more teams as the number two quarterback in this class and not Drake may. I had somebody on Twitter. Uh, it was literally, I had to spit out my coffee. I, I was laughing so hard at, and it, the, the caption was just Drake, may or may not be falling. <laughs> I, I think that Drake may still a 21, 6-4, the skill set, the the pre-draft probably performances he's going to put on. Oh, yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll win over some teams. And, and there'll be teams. everybody's Boy Scout this offseason. I mean, sure. you look at what Anthony Richardson did at Florida in his final season and how he took off like a rocket in the pre-draft process – the same thing's going to happen for Drake May. Like right now is probably the the best chance Jaden Daniels has to to overcome Drake May and and it's but the problem is it's January, right? Like he just won the Heisman, May had a went out with a whimper in his final season and but then like the the pre-draft process has began, the pro days, the scouting combine, um everything's going to and you're going to see you know what people thought about Drake May before, and they'll they'll have amnesia about the fact he couldn't beat Virginia. Uh, Picking spreads, I put a lot of trust into these comments because I I think these are very f- factual. Fake draft rumors are already coming. Hunt, nice. This is true. 
stuff will get leaked out to push people down to other teams. Like there are teams right now that are going to leak stuff about Caleb Williams. So that the Chicago bears and all their futility, but you know what? We don't need that guy. We don't need Caleb Williams. We we like our own guy. We like Justin Fields teams in like five, six, seven. It's coming. The Titans. These are the franchises that are trying to get these teams to second guess. It's already started. So picking spreads. Did you hear that? uh, Caleb Williams, dad, he, uh, he hates he hates children and he also hates dogs, and he uh, wants he won't let his son play for teams uh, in the Midwest. Do you know Caleb Williams <laughs> needs an emotional support coach on the <laughs> sideline with him after every quarter to rub his shoulders? Is that who we really want in Chicago right now? <laughs> uh, this feels like every podcast up until the draft, we're just going to have a, a segmented part of it where we talk about the Chicago Bears. Did and you hear they, that Caleb Williams, who said he wanted to go home and watch movies with his dogs, he doesn't even own his own Netflix account. <laughs> he borrows it from an ex an ex partner. Uh, let's take a look. This was from our guy at PFF. Was this was it Sam Monson who put this? No, up? it was I'm Ian. Was it Ian Harditz? Yeah, and uh, basically made fun of the fact that this is how this is the best way for the Chicago Bears to support Justin Fields. So for our audio <laughs> listeners at home, the Chicago Bears need yeah. to trade their first overall pick to the Patriots and thus have the ammunition, number one, to, to draft Marvin Harrison Jr., number two, trade for Justin Jefferson, mm. then number three, trade for George Kittle, and then trade for Bijan Robinson, and then also trade for Tyreek Hill, yeah. Trent Williams, Zach Martin, Cordero Patterson and Jimmy Graham. That's how you support Justin Fields. I think that 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 should be enough. I think to support yeah. him. I saw like like this is a this is satire. This is a joke, and I love it. It's hilarious. But also like I did see recently where there was there was either Bears media or somebody, and they were like, oh, well, all they need to do is they draft Marvin, and then they get Joe Alt with their own pick. And that that should be on their way with DJ Moore and Cole Komet and you know the entire twenty seventeen Philadelphia Eagles starting team like players. It should be enough to support a guy like like Justin Fields. Is your goal like Brian said? Is your goal to go five hundred, or is your goal to win a championship? Like, I think Justin Fields can one day get the Bears to five hundred. I really do, but I think that's his ceiling right now. I think his ceiling with a defensive head coach in Matt Eberflus, who doesn't know, and they're talking about everything's going to be fine. When we get a new OC. Who, who who's coming to coach Justin Fields next year? That franchise, it is going to be like the Cardinals. I still think are going to own the draft. The Bears, sadly, are going to own this offseason because mm-hmm. we're going to be able to watch that train wreck up close and personal this entire offseason. But I re- I really do believe that we're going to be sitting here in March and there's going to be breaking news that that our boy Justin Fields has been traded at elsewhere. And I hope they get a good amount for him, but I don't think that's happening. Yeah, the combine's going to be pretty fun. Just going, listening, whoever their, their head coach is, and, and Ryan Pohl speak, and the questions, the onslaught of questions about Justin Fields' future. Are they picking up his fifth? Is he going to stay their quarterback? What's the deal? Like, I, I'm Like, we at least knew, I think, at that point last year that they had traded out. Uh, I wonder if they're going to be quick to to find to make the move and, and kind of make their what what they want to do known or bef- wait even before the combine. LVL seven saying I'm disrespecting Justin Fields. Justin Fields was my number two quarterback a couple of years ago, right behind Trevor Lawrence. 
he he's won 10 games, 11 games. He's he's missed time every year. Like I think he's got immense athletic ability. He is not a above average throw of the football right now. That can't be understated. He's in year three. And if you're in year three and you're still waiting for that pop year, it's too late. Guess when Kyler Murray had his pop year? Yeah. In year two. In year, Kyler Murray had over 30 touchdowns in year two. Like, Justin Fields has never come close to that in terms of passing and throwing the football. You want to take, like, the cumulative rushing toll. But then, as Bo mentioned the, the other day, it's like he's averaged a turnover every game. Yeah. He, he is a starting NFL quarterback, but he, he'll he never be in a every position. Every game. Hey, he's, he's got He's put the ball in the field. 38 times in 30, 39 career games. He's got 38 fumbles in 39 games and then 30 interceptions. He's got, he's, he's almost turned the ball almost. Now I know he, he probably recovered a bunch of those fumbles, but he's almost got double, almost got double turnovers to, uh, to games played. He's got 54 touchdowns. He's got 30 picks and he's fumbled the ball 38 times. I believe you, LVL7, that people talk about Kyler like this. Yeah. Kyler Murray has taken Cliff Kingsbury to the postseason. Statistically, like you look, they're, they're Kyler's light years ahead of, of Justin Fields. Justin Fields had a worse game than Kyler Murray when they played a couple weeks ago. And Kyler Murray was unequivocally not his best version of himself. And In Justin year Fields. Three of Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray was in the conversation for MVP. Five touchdowns Tennessee. Yeah. He won eleven games. So I mean, I know, I know. Like they're both polarizing guys, no doubt about it. But and and it's in the scenario is different too, where you know Justin Fields is entering you know year four. They got to make a decision on that fifth year con- uh, option, and it just would. In they they hold the number one pick for a really good prospect in Caleb Williams. Like that, that's part of the conversation. Like you probably have to pay Justin Fields where you can benefit from another rookie contract for four, five more years. I mean, LVL seven, we were talking about all off season. Like if the Cardinals had the first overall pick and were broached with the idea of taking Caleb Williams, they would have to entertain it. Like, I think we've been pretty consistent with that take. So Mm -hmm. then to say, well, the bears shouldn't because of Justin Fields. I mean, that's, I just can't take that seriously. And I, I think most NFL people outside of Chicago don't take it seriously either. Uh, let's get to this next Pro Bowl, or Pro Bowl, uh, <laughs> Super Chat. Um, B's in the chat, $5. Bo, any chance you could ask JG and or his coordinators what they learned most about their jobs? Was it what they expected? Any surprises? Great question for B's. For sure. I could probably ask JG that uh, come Monday. Uh, we'll talk to JG actually again tomorrow and post game on Sunday, but Monday is kind of like going to be a recap press conference. He'll kind of get to field any of the questions as far as how the year went and what he envisions going into the off season. I don't know if we're going to get an opportunity to talk to Petsing in Rollis uh, this next Tuesday. I think Monday's it. And then it's the off season for the Cardinals, which is crazy. We're less, we're just a couple days away from the end of this year. It's gone by quickly since K1 has been back, but man, it was a slog. Those first eight games of the season, <laughs> you guys have made it all the better. Like this show, subscribe to PHNX sports here on YouTube, become a diehard. As we mentioned earlier in the program, how about pick up the Greg Dorch t-shirt, the Greg Dorch podcast catch Tuesdays here on the PHNX Cardinals, PHNX sports, YouTube feed, the hottest t-shirt in the Valley for what I believe is the future current slot receiver 
for this franchise. Damon Dog behind the mic. He's Bo Brock. Johnny Venerable. We are back manana with our big football preview finale. The Arizona Cardinals host the Seattle Seahawks. What are the draft implications? Who's in? Who's out? Our official predictions and more. Manana tomorrow on a Friday show. In the meantime, we will see you when we see you. Bye, everybody.